call her basic. This is Delaney. And this is Kirsten. Lucky number episode 13. Yes. Like How the it. heck did we make it here? I know. <laughs> How have we made it this far? <laughs> it's a miracle. It's like, what, a little over three months in now? Is That's we... insane. Right? Yeah. How does this happen? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I didn't think about it like that. That is weird. Like, right? <laughs> it low-key feels like we just started yesterday. Yeah. I was like, 13 weeks. Like, yeah, wow, that's a long time. But three months almost? That's a long time. <laughs> that is a long time. Wow. Well, so hopefully people are still sticking with us. Hopefully. Who <laughs> knows? I don't even know. Do you yes. know? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I know your father. Shout out to Michael Atkinson. Mm-hmm. He was in town in Jacksonville and he was like, on episode three, you said this. And I was like, I did say that. Like, <laughs> our biggest fan. Yes. Yeah. He has been doing a lot of driving lately. And so he was able to catch up on all the episodes that he was behind on. Because I think he only listened to like the first two when they came out. And then he like didn't have time to like listen to them. And then with all the driving he's been doing, he was like, yeah, I'm going to listen to all of them now. And so that makes sense. To all of them. Because I was like, how do you remember that? Like, I was like, yeah. I totally <laughs> well, like he said something and I was like, oh, where'd you learn that? And he's like, your podcast. Like, oh, that's right. You're like, wow, we, we talked about that? <laughs> Four months ago, or three months ago. Yeah, we right? did. <laughs> yeah, we did. I know. He like brought up something like we talked about around Christmas time. And I was like, how am I supposed to remember that? We've talked about so many things since then. <laughs> We've talked about so many. I mean, like we said in earlier as soon as the podcast is over the next day i'm like i could not tell you what we talked about yeah there's can't no remember. way in hell well what are you drinking tonight i am drinking another cabernet sauvignon trying a different brand today it is the santorita 120 and it is Ooh. from chile no way yeah so i'm I, liking it you like it's a cabernet Mm-hmm. Oh, I almost opened up a Merlot from Chile. Oh, really? <laughs> What's this one called? It's like Santa Rita 120. Just has like a big 120 on the label. Ooh. But I don't know. They were doing a little deal for them at Publix, of course. That's how I get oh, all my wine. Publix has the best wine selection, honestly. Yes. I don't and like buying wine anywhere else besides Publix. Yeah, honestly, I agree. Like, I mean... That's the only place I buy wine, too, because I feel like Total Wine, I get overwhelmed. Yeah, there's too many options there's there. There's too many options, but Publix usually has it, and I'm like, okay, if, like, real adults are drinking these, then they can't be that bad. Right? Because real adults sense. shop at Publix. Exactly. <laughs> it's <laughs> makes a little sense. <laughs> real adults shop there. So, so what did you end up opening since you didn't open the Chile one? Well, I'm officially on vacation now because Ooh. my birthday's tomorrow. Yeah. Going to North Carolina. So I am drinking a new Belgium, their thirtieth anniversary. wait, their yeah, thirtieth? I thought I misread that. Thirty <laughs> years. Their thirtieth anniversary uh amber IPA called Wild Ride. Ooh, I haven't it's, heard of that one. It's actually really good. I'm I'm pretty impressed by it i've had really good ipas lately oh really yeah uh it was like left hand brewery have you ever heard of them i have heard of them well 
Only because you sent me a picture of one of those stickers, but... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, well, it was either... I don't know. They had stickers at Canine Social. I don't know if I saw them oh. or if you sent me a picture of them, but that's the only reason I know them. <laughs> that's 100% where I had it. And oh, that's there we where go. I had the... Actually, I had the left hamper called <laughs> Hookbait, their IPA. I think it's my favorite IPA I've ever tried. No way. Yeah, so it's been the oh. week of good IPAs. But, yep, I'm drinking the new Belgium because I'm going to North Carolina this week. So, I'm excited. So am I. There you are. <laughs> yes, I didn't realize you were going. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm going to Brevard. It's, like, a little bit outside of Asheville. It's for my friend's bachelorette weekend, but we're going to be spending a day in Asheville. I'm like staying right. Well, it's like my parents' cabin that's right outside of Asheville. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's like I'm looking at the map now because I've heard of Brevard, but I don't know. I think it's north and I'm west. Yeah. Oh, no, you're south. I'm south. I'm, yeah. It's not far away, though. We're like going to be less than an hour away from each other. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, how funny. funny. So it's your friends. Oh, is it. Uh, the friend that's getting married in April? Yes, yeah. It's her bachelorette weekend. Ooh, that's going to be so much fun to you guys. What's the plan? I don't 100% know. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I'll get in there Friday. And then Saturday, I believe, is our day in Asheville. And I think that's the day. Like, we're all wearing black and she's wearing white. And we're going to be, like, brewery hopping. And, like, we're starting in Asheville at, like... 10 a.m. or something oh. and spending the whole day there so it's gonna be a lot of drinking and eating so nice that'll be so much fun right and I'll then i'll let you know if i end up in nashville on saturday yes For, we might so i will let you know yes oh, that'd be, funny. That'd be so much fun <laughs> that would be so much fun oh there <laughs> Asheville's danger though i one of the times that i got most messed up in my life i was in Asheville. like it was so bad. I lost my glasses. No and way. And <laughs> Neon Moon had to carry me home. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I think I remember you telling me about this. <laughs> like, I lost my glasses and, the, like, I had prescription. Like, I'm blind. I'm, like, legally blind without my glasses. And luckily, I had my <laughs> prescription sunglasses with me. So the way Oh, God. Home, so you had to wear those the whole time. <laughs> and that man was so pissed at me anyways because that was the trip I stole the cup. Yes. And then I, I got really messed up on Asheville. And it was not a fun time. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it was not a good ride home because he was so... I wake up and we're, like, in a hotel in Asheville. And I wake up and he's in the other bed. And he's just looking at me. He's like, your dog didn't stop fucking crying the whole night oh, and you lost your glass I was like my I was like I don't remember that's not problem. <laughs> right like it's not my memory it's not my problem not my problem exactly <laughs> not my memory not my problem <laughs> not a great life motto but it works probably not <laughs> probably not but you know what whatever it's that was fine it was a good life lesson like there that's a go. big red flag for me if I can't travel with them then I won't date them yes it's it really because I know how to travel I know how I like to travel and I like traveling a lot so if we can't travel together then and then Nah. It's a big deal breaker. It's a huge deal breaker. Make it or break it. Mm -hmm. Make it or break it. Yeah, honestly, that's like my big test for anyone I date. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. Do you have a big test that you have Ooh. for relationships? 
I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I guess traveling is a really big one because if you can't go away, because there's so much stress that goes in with traveling. Yes. Like, especially if you're like doing like a big trip, a weekend trip, it's like, eh, it's a little bit of stress, but not too much. Like a big trip, if you can't do that and survive yeah. it, then it's not going to work anyways. Because <laughs> it is difficult. Like, it yeah. 100% is difficult. Yeah. The planning, the so like, much logistics. Tiny... Yeah. Yeah. And even like financial, like there's a lot of things oh, yeah. that go into traveling where you're like, huh, let's see. Do we actually like each other? Right. <laughs> Do we actually like each other? Oh, man. So if you can tell, I have Kona and all three <laughs> of them are just going apeshit. Like Hops just hopped on Barley and now Kona has the cat's tail in his mouth. Like, <laughs> like what? And she, Barley just brought me like a Frisbee. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Oh, goodness. How are your animal ways? They're good. I mean, they're not even with me right now. They're just hanging out downstairs. So they're, oh, they're just smart. chill. <laughs> they don't really do anything anyways. They sleep all day. <laughs> I wish. Mine are, like, we went on a two-mile run and went to the dog park. And now they're like, you know what? It's playtime. <laughs> even hops. Hops have so much energy. So much. They've been so good, though. But I think they're like, you're talking and not giving us attention. Right? And hops like- is definitely wiring them up. Oh, right? goodness. Yeah. Um, something that our biggest fan told me that we need to start doing is actually following up on what we say we talk about. Yes. <laughs> did he tell you that too? He did. He was like, you guys need to do like a recap episode of all the things you never followed up on that you said you were going to. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, I'm yeah. down. What do you think about that? I'd be down. I feel like it'd be a good way to like reminisce or something. <laughs> yeah. Maybe episode 15. Yes. Plan on that. It's a good little... So now we have to re-listen to oh goodness i don't remember i don't exactly I me don't even, either like well, what did I we do, talk about <laughs> i do remember from episode 12 that we did talk about amanda knox and i said i would go back and talk about it oh yes so basically we'll start at the beginning on november 2nd 2007 her roommate was murdered and she was at her boyfriend's house and then within that week her boyfriend and her got arrested and they said that they did it. As we now know, they she, they did it. But November 20th, this guy Rudy was arrested and he had like a whole long track record. His DNA was found at the scene. Multiple things were like lining up for it to be him. And then, so that was only 18 days after the murder. And then oh. December 4th, two years later, Amanda Knox and her boyfriend are charged with the murder. And oh. Rudy, I don't know when Rudy was convicted of it because he also was convicted of the murder or he did a plea deal i think either way so 2009 amanda and her boyfriend are convicted with murder the appeals trial began and they were absolved due to bad forensics because nobody was being like sanitary or using sterile environments the everything was kept at incorrect temperatures so they're like well we found his dna on the knife and it was because nobody was following proper procedures oh goodness So that was October 2011, and then two years after that, in March 2013, they are acquitted. Here, wait. Oh, no, wait. (laughs) October 2011, they get absolved, so they got let go, and then Amanda went back to the States, and then two years after that, March 2013, so six years after the murder, they go back to court, and they're charged again on some circumstantial evidence, and basically- It was like how they were acting when they found out that the roommate was murdered because Amanda found the body and then called 911 
there's a famous video of the boyfriend and her kissing at the crime scene and it wasn't even like they weren't making out they were just like comforting each other like it was just a little quick oh okay but they charged him on that what? What? yes and then a year later january 2014 they are actually convicted again of murder Oh my goodness. And the boyfriend had to surrender the passport, but Knox wouldn't be extradited unless Italy actually, like, they had to do another piece of paperwork and they never did. So March 2015, it was finally overturned and they were exonerated. Holy cow. So it took seven years for them to be finally proven Seven years (laughs) and two different times of them being charged with the murder. Oh my goodness. And it's like, oh. Especially on nonsense like that. Yes. That sucks. When they definitely did not do it. And that's what freaks me out about, like, foreign court. Yeah. I don't mess around with that. Mm-mm. No so, way. And then so this other guy, the Rudy. Yeah, He Rudy. was charged with it, and he's in jail still? 2020. Like he, oh, I think okay. he was convicted. He was convicted in 2008, because she was killed in November 2007. He was convicted in, like, early 2008, like, on a plea deal. And I think it was, like, a 20-year-long sentence, and he got out on good behavior, so 10 years after. So maybe 2018, I think he oh, got out. okay. How, Recently. How on earth did they yeah. convict? Yeah, on that the same makes... crime. <laughs> but Rudy was really, like, tight-lipped about it. He never said that he did it, but he did plead guilty. I mean, okay. even if it wasn't plea deal, it still was. Yeah, it's still somewhat admitting guilt. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. But yes, how does that work? Especially because, like, I get a man and a boyfriend, like, convicting both of them because they're, like, a duo. But he has nothing to do with the other two. How is Rudy involved with the other two? You can't convict every suspect you have. No, no. And then, yeah, (laughs) and, like, and that was, like, a big thing, too, is, like, they said that they didn't work together. So, like, how, if they didn't Hmm. work together, then how are all three of them being charged? Yeah. Like, Rudy and Knox and the boyfriend aren't, didn't work together. So how, how does that work? Huh. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> see, now do you see why I was so obsessed with it? Like, I'm yeah. like, this does not make sense. And, like, Knox, like, wow. I'm really a big fan of her. Like, she has her own podcast, and she, she wrote a book or is writing a book. The way that she talks and expresses herself, it's unremarkable, honestly. Oh. Yeah. So, that concludes my Amanda Knox story from <laughs> Valentine's Day episode. like it. Getting all the information. Yeah, all the information. Interesting. I think I need to go, like, listen to her podcast now. <laughs> or, like, read her book. I would watch the movie. The movie did a good movie. job on... Netflix. Oh, that's right. Amanda and I, Like, that one I watched. And, like, the podcast, it was... I wish I watched the movie and then listened. She was on Call Her Daddy. I wish I watched the movie first and then the podcast. Oh, okay. Because they don't really describe, like, the murder. They're just, like, kind of talking on how it impacted her. So, like, having beforehand knowledge would definitely help. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to add that to my list. Do it. <laughs> the true crime. You'd like it. Oh, yes. Like Anything on the true crime is amazing. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about the Enneagrams now? Let's do it. So, Enneagrams are, like, a personality type test that you can take and it goes into three different realms i didn't know until today that you could separate like three types into three different categories so you describe enneagrams there's nine different types and they can be associated into three different realms so it's instinctual heart and thinking instinctual is type eight nine and one 
Type A is the challenger. So they're very bossy, big energy, big picture thinking. They want to make shit happen. They don't like to be vulnerable. Go big or go home attitude and hate injustice. They always want to change the world. When they see something that's wrong, they need to fix it. Type 9 is the peacemaker. They're the mediator. So they see the point of view of all different types. They don't like conflict. They want to belong. Can get super overwhelmed and shut down. And can feel like home to others. And type 1, the reformer. They're perfectionist, principled, fully suppresses their anger. Integrity is everything. And they have their own internal like wisdom. So when they think something, they're like, okay, that's how they process things. Versus one of the other ones has a whole internal committee where they go back and forth between the other one while the reformer just sees it one way and that that's what they feel very instinctual their gut feeling um well i guess we can go over which one we are of each category so i am type a the challenger (laughs) bossy big (laughs) energy big picture thinking that's my overall completely yeah i can see that i thought that that makes (laughs) You didn't see that? Well, I didn't see the bossy part, but, like, I see, like, the big picture thinking, like, go big or go home. Like, all that makes complete sense for you. I could see that. Yeah. That does make sense. Which one are you? I am type one, the reformer. Ooh. Yes. I could see that, though. Yeah. I'm definitely a perfectionist. I like things. Are you? Yeah. I like things done a specific way, and I like them done the right way. And I did not know that about you. Like, I don't like lines to be uneven. You have to eat things in two. <laughs> I have to eat things in two. Yeah, such a perfectionist. I could, okay. That's interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. I could see that. <laughs> Out of those three, that one makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely have those three. I can see myself in all, like, nine of these, but I think we both have a little bit of peacemaker in us. Like, we both, we don't really like conflict. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's about it. So then heart, the second one, is type two, the caregiver. They fully care for others. They know what others need. Might even be what they actually need is what they're giving to others. They need affirmation for being helpful, but they can burn out easily because they don't take care of themselves. Very supportive. Type three, the performer. They will be whatever the room needs them to be. If they're in a room full of conservatives, then they will act like a conservative. They're adaptable, usually successful, like CEOs are a lot of type three. They make shit happen and are very driven type four is creative they this one was interesting to me so the way that they described it was that like these individuals initially feel where they're born they feel very comfortable with that type of environment and then when they grow up they feel very lost and so they go inward to to create this identity because they feel separated from it and so isn't that interesting I was like and I like get it like once I was like sitting there I was like I totally know people that fall into this category yeah very melancholy big feelings and emotions because they're not happy and they're never going to feel happy they're always going to feel lost because they don't have that origin story feeling Hmm. okay interesting that is and me and you both fall under the same one right Yes, type three, we're both performer, which I feel like completely makes sense for both of us. We're super adaptable people. Yes. And I feel like we're all very driven. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yes, very driven, both of us. And very, I would say both of us, yes, very adaptable. And yeah, we are both very adaptable to social situations. Oh, yeah. In a variety. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And those both work out for us. That makes sense. 
And then our last one, thinking. So type five is the thinker. They're minimalist, very logical thinkers. Um, they pull back from others. They feel like they need as little as possible, like minimalist style. Like they want to just survive off of what they need. They want to know about the world. They want to learn it. They want to study it. They're riddled with anxiety if they don't know what it is. They study and go deep into things, very logical. They can't process emotions without pulling away. And then type six, the loyalists, back and forth with their internal committee. They can't trust themselves. Worst case scenario, big situation. So if you're sitting in a meeting and the individual goes, well, what happens when that goes wrong? Like, what does that look like? They project from others' emotions and they feel like a duty to others. Because when I was like learning about it, I was like, that doesn't really seem like a loyalist, but they are very loyal to like the company or loyal to the cause. So they're just making sure that all the things are in place before they can go. Okay. And then type seven, the adventurer. They're very enthusiastic. They push their anxiety and fears into the future. They try to live in the moment. They're going to live their best life at that current moment. They're going to travel. They're going to drink the best wine. They're just going to, whatever. The world's going to end tonight. Then we're going to figure it out. And they're (laughs) going to deal with the bad stuff later. They have difficulty sitting with pain. They're the life of the party and just want to please themselves, typically. So okay. which one are you? Definitely in type seven. Like yes. I totally I was like, yep, I will Absolutely. Like, I'm gonna live right now and I will deal with the future later. We'll figure that out, which is not my best attribute. <laughs> like when I was listening to that, I was like, Yeah, like sitting with pain is very difficult for me because I'm just like, Nope, I'm just gonna have fun right now and then deal with it later. And that doesn't always work out in my <laughs> Which one are you? I am a type five, the thinker, which most of these make sense. I don't know. I feel like where you got like the description from is a little bit different from where I was reading it, but still a lot of them make sense. Oh, I'll have to look into it. Cause yeah, it was just this one podcast. It was, oh, it was called Bitch Bible and she just had a guest on and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Enneagrams. But yeah, I'm sure multiple sources have different. I mean, they're like personality tests. There's so many attributes that can go into each type that like you'll read one thing and it can kind of relate to another thing, but they seem different, but they still like go together. Like, well, I just don't see like the riddle with anxiety part for me. I think that's the only one that I'm like, eh. But that's, yeah, that I don't really see. I mean, that's the thing like with all, like, yeah, I don't see you riddled with anxiety if you don't know. I feel like you're pretty. Yeah. Like, I definitely don't like not knowing things, but if there's no way for me not to know them, it makes sense somewhat. I don't know. Like, it makes sense for, like, the study and go deep into things. Because if I don't know something, like, I'll just look it up until I can find it and until I know it. But if I know that there's no way for me to know it, like, I'm not going to be anxious over it. I'm like, well, I can't know it. Oh, well. And let me know what you think, but I feel like you also process your emotions internally. Oh, yeah. I think that's true. Because I feel like, yeah, like that's how you process them is internal and you figure it out yeah, by yourself. Like, yeah. It's like I definitely don't share emotions with it. anyone. <laughs> yeah. I need to talk through it. We're going to have multiple conversations with multiple people about it. But right. your emotions you process a little differently than yeah. mine. They, just, they all go into brain and then they disappear. <laughs> yes. And like, yes. that was the other thing. Like, well, what's your Myers-Briggs? Do you know that one? Oh, yes. I, it is. Oh, goodness. I-N-T-J? Here, wait. I always like... I, I always have, forget the last letter. Yours, I-N-T-J. I'm E-S-T-J. So it's extrovert versus introvert. You're introverted? Oh, 
god, yes. <laughs> oh god, I guess I could see that. Like, where I, you get your energy from? I feel like I'm like one of those people that's like an introverted extrovert. Like, I'm introverted when I don't know people. Like, once I get comfortable with someone, then that's when I become a little bit more extroverted. Because once I get comfortable, like, and so a lot of people are like, you're not introverted. Because I know you. (laughs) Well, I've always heard it's like, think, so it's like, where do you get your energy from? Like, I get, like, being by myself is such an energy sucker for me. Like, being out with people and being social, that's definitely where I get my energy from. Oh, okay, so that makes sense, because I do not get my energy from people. Like, people drain my energy. Like, a lot of times I'm like, oh, I spent two days with people, I need a day (laughs) by myself today. (laughs) No, like, I need, like... to talk and walk, work through it yeah that's so that's where I liked where it's not like that's I just liked that explanation when somebody told me yeah, like, where do you really get your energy one. isn't it it's not like crazy to visualize either but and then mm-hmm. it's intuition versus sensing so you're okay. intuition and I'm sensing which I don't know a good analogy for yeah, that yeah I don't really know how to explain those ones <laughs> oh sensors take in information through their senses and intuitives take it from their intuition so more like objective versus subjective maybe oh okay oh I, I could see that yeah well, I could so see that's... like why I lean to intuition and then what is it thinking and oh what's the other letter what's the other one um thinking versus feeling we're both thinkers oh yeah definitely no feelings here (laughs) we're we're definitely thinkers and then it's judging versus perceiving so it's like judging very like type a like we like to make plans and lists and follow schedules and organize versus yeah like having the knowledge whereas yeah perceivers they're just like they don't know the exact details but they'll just go with it (laughs) they're like okay we'll figure it out yeah (laughs) I feel like February's been the month of, like, us being very, like, (laughs) informative. Right? (laughs) So many cool things. (laughs) Like, personality tests. Like, we haven't been, like, goofy. We've been very, like, serious. Like, listen to our lecture. (laughs) Welcome. Literally, like, lectures every week. (laughs) Last week was true crime. This week is personality tests. And a little true crime. But. Yes. (laughs) Very, yeah, it really is that way. <laughs> well, back to our regularly scheduled program. What yes. did we think about Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift's new song? Oh, not oh. a fan. Not a fan. I agree. I no. not a fan. It just like I think we talked about this. Like I don't like when Taylor Swift isn't the main character. Yeah, like she's got to be the main person in the song. And I used to be obsessed with Ed Sheeran. Like I was his biggest fan in middle school. Really? <laughs> I went to the Taylor Swift concert just to see him. Like I could care. I could have cared less about Taylor Swift. But Ooh. yeah, the, I went to her Red Album concert and I could care less about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, went, I was just like, Ed Sheeran's playing. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with him. Like, that's all that matters. But now I'm like, I could, like, I really don't like the song. I listened to it like, I've like tried to give it a chance. I'm like, I really just don't like it. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's just weird. Yeah. His music has gotten weirder. Yeah. It used I feel to be like, like he's like, gotten weirder. I agree. And I don't like the style. Like, I just, I yes. can't, I haven't liked him since the Plus album. When that came out in 2016, that was actually a good album. Oh, yes, it was. But, like, I don't think I've liked any of the songs since that album, which is crazy. That was, yeah, I mean, I that was so. like, he had that one good one where it was like funky. What was, it? which one was that? I can't believe it came out before or after. Because I love number six. Oh, I did like the number six collaboration in 2019. That one I actually really liked. 
Oh, okay. Beautiful People, South of the Border. That was a good album. I liked that one. That one was good. But this new one, I couldn't stand. The no. Not yeah. a single song was good. Nope. It's, it's another thing with like, now he's happy and in love with a kid. He has a kid? Yeah. I'm pretty what? sure. Doesn't he? I don't know. Maybe he does. I haven't followed him. I hope he does, but it'll make me kind of sad. Okay, yeah. He Wait, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He has a baby? He does, with a very interesting name. <laughs> Lyra Antarctica Seaborn Chira. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? I love that. It, well, I guess his wife's last name, or maiden name, was Seaborn. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. But why Antarctica is the middle name? <laughs> Lyra Antarctica. What is that? That's an interesting... He's an interesting person. He really is. But, like, that's just, like, same with, um... Who are we talking about? Like, with Lord. Like, when they get happy and in love, like, the music starts to suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Taylor Swift's... But Taylor... Yeah. Taylor that's why Swift... everyone doesn't like Lover the most. Yeah. Everyone is, like, Lover is everyone's, like, least favorite album. Because she's in love and happy. False. 1989's my least favorite album. <laughs> oh that's <funny>. so not <laughs> everyone <laughs> a majority of people <laughs> i would agree though but i hate 1989 like i cannot listen i don't think she like, was I like... also very happy at that time yeah that is true but she wasn't in love but she was happy yes. so that's that could be where it's coming people from people don't like happy they think no. they want the happy but they don't no people are so much better when they're sad and alone <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's just life life sucks so i don't want to hear other people being happy i want to hear them complain yes you gotta suffer for the art come on mm-hmm. so our question of the week um if yes. you could share a meal with someone <laughs> who would you share it with oh this was so hard to think about i so i narrowed it down to like an alive person and a dead person because i couldn't narrow it down to like just one person oh i like that okay so i think alive i'm gonna go ugh, i don't i'm not even 100 percent into it but i'm gonna go blake lively oh okay just because i feel like she'd be so interesting to talk to and I don't know. She's done so many great roles. She's such a good person, such a good mom, and she's married to Ryan Reynolds. Her best friend is Taylor Swift. Like, I feel like she has such an interesting life. It'd be so nice. Like, it'd be so cool to have a conversation with her. I would want to, like, hang out with her. Like, I would want to hang out with her in her circle of people. Like, uh, spend a night partying with her would be super fun, I feel like. Oh, that'd be so much fun. And all of her friends. Mm -hmm. Yes. That would be so much fun. That, that's a good one. So who's your dead person? My dead person is Amelia Earhart. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. I would. Oh, she's such a badass. She's amazing and is one of the biggest mysteries that bothers me. Like, that's one of the things. It doesn't cause me anxiety. <laughs> that's why you don't sleep but, at night. <laughs> yeah, it bothers me so much because I don't understand how we haven't figured out what happened to her. So I just want to sit down with her and for her to tell me the story. <laughs> Honestly, how she where got is there, she? what happened to her. Yeah. How can we right? still not figure it out? It's still not know. I didn't know we still didn't know or still didn't we still didn't knew it. <laughs> How do we still not know it? Right? It doesn't make any sense. So I just want to sit down with her, have a conversation. Plus she has a really cool life and like she's definitely a really cool woman in history. So it'd be so cool to have dinner with her, share a meal with her, and then to finally get the answer to the biggest mystery in my mind. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> answer. I really like that one. Yes. What I... about you? Mine kind of ties into yours, the dead people. So my dead person is Eleanor Roosevelt. 
And like, I still remember like a story, like when you said that, I was like, no way, because Amelia Earhart took Eleanor Roosevelt on like her, one of her first like airplane rides. And it was her first (gasps) airplane ride with a female. And it was a whole big thing. I don't know. Eleanor Roosevelt, like the more I've like studied her a lot and read a lot of books about her. And she definitely controlled the white, like she controlled (laughs) the world. And like, that is one of the most like 1940s is one of the most interesting time periods for me. And she was the powerhouse like she definitely was ruling the white house and like i read books about it of like people that lived in the white house at the time and they were like he didn't make any decisions it was her like she was the one sitting in all the meetings she was the ones inviting people he gave the speeches and he signed the paperwork but it was definitely her like ruling the world her ideas and ruling the world at that point like i don't know the roosevelt's just seems super interesting to me they really do and so yeah. my alive, when you said that, I hadn't thought about my alive person, but just now my alive person would actually be Michelle Obama. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, two first ladies. But Michelle Obama, <laughs> like, I mean, she changed the world of nutrition. Dietitian. That's true. Yeah. Wasn't a big thing until, I mean, it's grown exponentially from her, mm-hmm. like all of her campaigns and all the funding that she brought to dietetics and like just in general like I think she'd be a really interesting person to sit down and talk to I actually have like a book of her quotes on my desk at work that I like oh read for inspiration <laughs> so I'm like that would be my live person for sure oh, okay that's a good one she, would be, sure. she definitely would be super interesting to me super and it's obviously a very important person like in your circle of life yes and even now still like I still think she I don't know what she's up to though I wonder what is she hmm. doing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Like the two of them, I don't even know where they live. I don't even know. Yeah, they I'm just sure they got something going on, but who knows? I don't know. Anything else we want to talk about? <laughs> hmm. Not that I can think of. Covered Not everything. Wait, <laughs> we Episode we did 13. some little updates. Yes. In the Woo-hoo. books. Well, Pre Delaney birthday episode. Woo! Woo! I guess it'll be twenty five when it's aired. So. Oh my god. Oh boy. <laughs> North side of my twenties. <laughs> oh goodness. Now Do you in your mid to late twenties. For your twenty fifth birthday? Mm, no. What we did we do? Bowling. Oh, we the, did! The karaoke in the bowling alley. Oh my gosh, yes. We sang 22 by Taylor Swift, but yelled out 25 every single time. <laughs> we sang 25 by Taylor Swift. Yes, exactly. In the tune it's a new of lyric. 22. Yeah. <laughs> in the tune of 22. Do you have any, like, besides going to North Carolina, are you doing anything crazy? Uh, tomorrow we're going to drag bingo. Ooh. <laughs> you know I love my LGBTQ yes. and I love it's drag. so much fun. And then drag bingo is even better because they turn it into, like, a comedy show. Oh. And then, like, bingo is always fun. So it's, oh, like, always. a perfect, perfect mix of things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Well, very exciting. Yes. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Yes, keep coming back. Keep coming back, please. (laughs) Please, please. (laughs) Please. Not to sound desperate, but. Yeah. (laughs) Don't make us beg, but. (laughs) Well, I will talk to you later. Alrighty. Bye. Bye. Adios. Adios.